Well, it's Monday, June the 11th, 2022. What do you say we get started with a solo version of the Paul Truesdale podcast? So when I started this this morning, I thought I would uh, use this uh, series as a uh, podcast for the new FOP podcast, which is Friends of Paul. That's something that I want to share real briefly with you. Now, this is the Paul Truesdale podcast, uh, two Pauls in a pod. Usually it's myself and my son, who happens to be, again, named Paul Truesdale. He happens to be the second. I'm the first. We don't use juniors. It is what it is what it is. But one of the things I've decided to do is to do, well, one that is just friends of Paul. It's not password protected, but it's not going to be on third-party podcast players. So if you want access to it, you got to get a hold of me, and I'll tell you where to find it. Now, in that one, I don't hold back. And so in this podcast, I'm not really going to hold back too much either. So this kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of what we're going to be doing in the Paul Truesdale podcast, again, for Friends of Paul, the FOP. This one, eh, we kind of take it kind of easy. But on FOP, yeah, I'm going to go hardcore. And the reason for that is, I got to tell you, I just think that it's time to be nice about it, but people can express their opinion. I think this whole thing about being politically correct and being afraid to actually call it the way you see it, I think that's really dangerous. I really, really do. So one of the things people are so concerned about today is that people don't know the difference between quote unquote, real news, fake news. Well, who says which is what? I mean, I never elected anybody to be the gatekeeper over news. And if people literally in the media, the talking heads and government and everything else, if they think we Americans are too stupid to know the difference between good and bad, right and wrong, fake and real, then why do you allow us to vote? Maybe you allow us to vote just because it's a performance uh, art, you know, you, you already decided who's going to get elected anyways. Is that the case? I mean, come on, let's think about it. It's like the old joke, my body, my choice, right? It applies to abortion, but not to vaccines. Everything is situational. Situational ethics is something that a lot of people are getting fed up with. And so that's kind of the way I roll. I hope you'll roll with me on Friends of Paul. Now let's get into today's podcast. This is the Paul Truesdell Podcast. Due to the extensive holdings of our sponsor, Fixed Cost Financial, and your hosts, you should expect that a conflict of interest exists with all companies discussed. And now, two Pauls in a pod. The Paul Truesdell Podcast. One of the items I think a lot of people are forgetting when it comes to Elon Musk and Twitter is that there are a lot of motives that are not apparent to you and I. We can think that we know what's going on, but do we really know what's going on? 
For example, is this a play to get Twitter to be more fair when it comes to political items? Is this a play to make sure that his support for Rick DeSantis coupled with others in Silicon Valley, is strengthened. And you might say, and I might say, who in their right mind would spend a billion dollars on something like that? Well, if you've got the money, you would, depending upon how strong you feel. People have different motivations, in addition to which, never discount the fact that this is a true negotiation play, that he has information, he's paid for it for from insiders and otherwise, as to the number of fake accounts. Now, Twitter says they have about 5% that are bots and they're fake. There's a high probability there's a lot more than that. So there's a lot of different motivations here. What I would not do is listen to the talking heads that are pontificating with very little knowledge. Business is business. Business can be really rough. And this is the big boy's table. And whether you like him or not, this fellow who's a little bit Aspergery has done pretty damn well for himself and has very few losses compared to the number of wins. Betting against Elon Musk is not recommended. This is not political, and I do not want anyone to think it's political. But I do believe that Joe Biden is too old to be president of the United States. Hillary Clinton was too old last time when she ran against Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is definitely too old to be president of the United States. And for those of you who are my age or older, don't get your underwear in a bind. I'm in my, well, unfortunately, getting close to my mid-60s. I have a birthday coming up on Thursday, and I'm not as fast as I used to be. Physically, when I stand up, sometimes I need to stretch a little bit. Do I still lift weights? Yeah, I lift weights. I do my cardio. I stretch every single day. I'm still stronger than most men in their 20s. But that doesn't mean that I can get two or three hours of sleep and jump up like a bunny rabbit like I used two years ago. Those days are done. But the reality in life is positions of extreme authority, importance, and need require people who are physically, emotionally, and intellectually sharp as attack. We elected a man who has had brain surgery twice as president of the United States. We have a vice president who giggles uncontrollably at some of the most inopportune times. We had an undertaker for vice president when Trump was in office, and we elected, for all practical purposes, the court jester as president, period. End of story when it comes to Trump. There's not one single person, if you're honest with yourself, who is not embarrassed the way that man behaved as president. There's an old saying that you cannot make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Well, apparently sows come in all different shapes and sizes. And no matter how much you like her or think she's funny, Rosie O'Donnell will never win a beauty contest. She was not part of the lucky gene pool when it came to physicality. Is she funny? Absolutely. Has she gone sideways politically? Absolutely. Has she alienated a lot of the country? Absolutely. Does she endear herself to those who buy her crap? No doubt about it. And so in business, you don't need to be buddy-buddy with everybody. I don't try anymore. I always make more money and have better clients when I am myself and I stop trying to be politically correct. If I upset 90% of the population... I will lose an election. But in business, if 10% actually love what I'm doing and are fans, I make a fortune. And people in the entertainment industry understand that. Entertainment and politics do totally different things. 
Trump happened to catch the wave where people were fed up and just they wanted change. They didn't get it. There's no way, no how in the world did he get through the House and the Senate or with executive orders what he promised. And he was unquestionably torpedoed by Paul Ryan, who was then Speaker of the House. The Republicans, when he came into office, controlled the House and the Senate. Tell me what they did. Don't even start. Other than tax rate reductions and a few other items, most importantly being appointments to the Supreme Court, economically, we're paying the price for a lot of the things that have been going on for a lot of administrations. Now, I am a big fan, and I had the opportunity, the great pleasure, to meet Edward C. Banfield, a professor who passed away a few years ago now, who wrote the book, The Unheavenly City, and then the Unheavenly City Revisited, The Moral Basis of a Backward Society, and his name is Banfield, B-A-N-F-I-E-L-D. Very controversial by the politically correct among us, because he believed that the most important thing for any society, any individual, any group was the ability to look long-term, to see long-term, to plan long-term. In other words, one's time horizon. The nation needs leadership that is in its mid-40s to mid-60s. People that have had real-life experience in both the public and private sector. Biden has been in the public sector his entire life. We don't need any more of that. We also don't need someone who has no experience whatsoever in the public sector. And that's what we got with Trump. We need someone who has a little bit of this, a little bit of that, who can get along. But when push comes to shove, they will lead and do what's right for the nation. And that includes everybody. But the most important thing when leading a nation, a business, or any other type of organization, majority rules. You respect the rights of minorities. You respect the voice of others, but majority rules. Unfortunately, today, you've seen a lot of men and women who are, quote unquote, members of minority communities, whatever that might mean. I like to use the word Pluto and Uranus. They're Plutotians or they're Eurasians. I don't know what you would call somebody from Uranus other than they stink. That's the reason why I use that. So the bottom line is, well, Martians. Are you from Pluto, Uranus, or Mars? So here on Earth, well, we're Earthlings. We have the majority. But there's a small group of Martians here, and there's a small group of Plutotians here. Well, welcome. Thank you for being here, but we have the ways in which we do things. And we don't want the people from Uranus here because they literally cannot control their flatulence. In other words, they're passing gas all the time and they stink. So they need to leave. There's no room here for you because the gas you're passing cannot be trapped and used to burn for fuel purposes. You just simply stink. So you have to smile. You have to laugh. You have to relax. We don't have leadership in this country in any way, shape, or form. Nowhere. Not in private sector, not in religious groupings, not definitely not in political. That can be formal and hardcore when it comes to business. And then laugh at themselves. Have some fun. Be self-effacing. I do know of one guy, and that happens to be Elon Musk. I think he's funny as hell. Is he a little Aspergery? Hell yes. Another one of those these guys is Joe Rogan. Another one of them that passed away not too terribly long ago was George Carlin, but it has been several years now. I'm starting to date myself. I got to tell you, I'm tired of it. I am literally tired of it. I know you are. I am. And I have no problem with the United States being the big man on campus. Somebody in the world has to be large and in charge because when that doesn't happen, it's chaotic at best. Chaos is bad for business.
I've spoken repeatedly about the problems that many will face when they are retired because of an overdependence on payroll deduction plans. I call it my piggy bank theory, and the piggy bank theory is based upon hardcore observation and working with men and women for many decades now who were very successful in their retirement and many who were incredibly unsuccessful in retirement. Those who were not successful, I have found did not have a piggy bank. When they were children, they were not obligated to work, to save money. They started off life on a free ride and they finished on a free ride and they oftentimes blew their money. So I've always said you got to have enough cash. You don't want to dip into your investment portfolio when it's down. Buy low, sell high means that you need to have enough cash so that when the market is down, you don't take money out. And when things are up, you have to have enough maturity to say, look, it may continue to go up, but I got to take some profits. It's about having a personal investment policy statement. How often do you take your profits and diversify? Look at what happened with all of these people, primarily younger people, when it comes to Bitcoin and this idiotic NFT thing. But when you have a 529 savings plan, most of these are go-to investment vehicles that your typical financial planner puts you in. It may be a state-sponsored plan or it could be a private sector plan. It doesn't make any difference. And what happens is these things are on auto mode, whereas the child gets older, the investment gets more conservative. Now, what do you think has happened to a lot of these 529 plans recently? You're getting ready to, you're getting ready to pull the trigger. Fall semester is coming up and the portfolio is in the, in the tank. So as a result, mommy and daddy and junior rocket scientist didn't plan properly to have enough cash just in case. A little bit of conservative approach to the, well, what happens if we have a big drop in the market? So things like bonds have gotten slaughtered this year. Oh, great. As we get older, we get more and more money into the bond portfolio. Oh, yes. Inflation hasn't been around forever. Not a big deal. That's not true. Inflation comes, inflation goes. We've had an extended streak of low inflation. And now it hit. Congratulations. You're screwed. One of the things investment advisors, bankers, brokers, no matter whatever you call these yahoos, when they're charging you a percentage of the value of your portfolio, it's called assets under management, they want you to have more money under management. They want that portfolio to grow at all costs, so you tend to have too much money in the stock market, not enough money in cash, and then the alternative will be bonds, and look what happened there. So, for those of you who have children, let's say a little bit younger, you got five or 10 years to go, true capital preservation using cash, making sure that you have things set up so you don't put all of your eggs in one basket. So you don't have a 529 plan that goes from 50,000 down to 20,000 or 25,000 overnight, and then you're stunned at what to do. Just think things through. It's common sense, which unfortunately is not all that common. Okay, we're done. It is a Monday, July the 11th, 2022. Hip Canoe, Tyler 2. Adios.